Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Hey guys, Tristan here from the Extreme Common Sense Podcast. You may notice Ray's not here because Ray's a lazy bastard. Just kidding, I love Ray, but he's not here. So nonetheless, Dan and Nasa with Bad Wolf Gaming, we appreciate your podcast support, and we hope if you're listening locally, you'll check them out at 711 Chestnut Street in Berea. They've got a full arcade with some gambling things, sort of. So check out the arcade. Check out Dungeons & Dragons, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic. They're a great place to buy your cards. Don't miss out. Get into Bad Wolf today. Tell them Extreme Common Sense sent you. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense. All right, folks, Tristan Reynolds here. I'm here with Wally Ferriston. Did I say that right, Wally? You did. You got it. Perfect. As a guy whose name always gets messed up, I always try to get it right, but sometimes you do. Um. I met Wally, who is the uh, cue card supervisor at Saturday Night Live at Late Night with Seth Meyers, because you have what is uh, an amazing side business, cue cards by Wally. I'd like to start out by uh, letting you talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I started this company um, when um, the pandemic started last year. I was uh, about two months in, and I was sitting on a couch for just every day doing nothing because the shows I was working on weren't, weren't taping. And um, I was pretty bored and I'd had this idea a while ago and my wife is in business and she loves starting new companies. And I was like, uh, you know, why don't we get this, this company started cue cards by Wally? And she was like, you know, now's the time to do it because the pandemic is no one, no one can go to birthday parties. They can't go to anniversaries. You know, it's a, it's a, it was a cool gift idea. So she helped me start it. We started on a shoestring, just got it an Instagram account, basically in Venmo and it kind of took off. Well, it's pretty outstanding, and I've got an example behind me as right. a lifetime late-night television fan and, of course, Saturday Night Live fan. I mean, to me, it's completely fascinating to have what is, you know, in essence, pretty close to a piece of SNL history, right? Like, it's not from yeah. the show, but it's from the guy who does that. And to me, yeah. I just thought that was amazing. People always wanted me – people always asked me if I could sell them cards that were used on the show, and, you know, once I write – once I write script on it, from you know, it becomes NBC's property, and I'm not allowed to sell it. And you know, we give some away to some of the writers and, and, and stuff like that, but I'm not wasn't allowed to sell it. So I was like, "What's the next best thing?" And I was like, "Well, I guess writing a personalized message on a card for somebody that they can give as a gift or they can give to themselves is just the best thing." It's the same cards we use on the show and the same markers, and I write them up, and you know, I take a picture with them, and uh, and then you get your your finished product right behind you. Looks pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. And, and just, yeah, the, the coolest thing in the world for an SNL fan or a late night TV head uh, like myself. So again, you check that out, uh, cuecardsbywally.com or uh, cuecardsbywally at gmail.com. You can email for more information. So I'll mention it again a little later here, but uh, oh, wow. thank you. Yeah, no problem. So you have probably hobnobbed with all the celebrities. Do you ever still get starstruck on SNL and Seth meeting these folks? Yeah, I'm trying to think. There was somebody recently. Oh, um, Eddie, when Eddie Murphy came back, I had never worked with him, and he, you know, he was on from uh, I think he was on from eighty to eighty five, and then I started in nineteen ninety. Um, and no one had ever worked with him before, so it was 
a little bit of like a, a, a mystique, him coming back, you know, and I had met, you know, and I met Dan Aykroyd and worked with him. And I met a lot of the original cast, uh, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. But, um, but Eddie Murphy was, was one guy that I was kind of like, just like, oh my God, Eddie Murphy's coming back to SNL. And it was a really magical weekend. It was really fun. Who is the coolest celebrity number in your cell phone right now? If you don't mind dropping a name. Oh, coolest celebrity cell phone. Um, that's a good one. I mean, Charles Barkley is well-known down there, so he's a good one. But I think probably Aquaman, Jason Momoa, is probably the coolest one cell phone number I have him. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I think uh, folks that know the late night uh, or really comedy for the last 50 years, you know the name Lorne Michaels. Like, he's kind of a, a – well, not kind of. He is a legend. What's it like working for Lorne? Yeah, I mean, I, I've worked there for 30 years, and – He's just, he's, you know, maybe said five words to me in the first five years I worked there because, you know, you just, he's, he's, he's up here. He's, if you can see my hands, he's way up here and then everybody else is, is down here and not in a, like a tyrannical kind of way. It's just like, he's Lord Michaels, you know, and he's running the show and he's doing all these things. Um, so he doesn't talk to you unless you've done something wrong. Or you've done something really, really well. But be having ha outlasted a lot of other people and being there for so long, you know, we, we chat, we talk about baseball because we're both Yankee fans. And um, we're, we're talking, we're talking, we're just talking about our kids a lot and stuff like that. He's a good, he's a good guy, but he's just, you know, I'm still in awe of a little bit of what he does and, um, and how long he's done it himself, you know, which is, is pretty crazy. Do you have a Lorne impression? I know those are pretty standard, right? <laughs> yeah, let me see if I can get it to it. I'm not the impression guy. I'm not going to – I don't, I don't want to compete with SNL or Seth Meyers or any of those guys. Um, well, Wally, um, uh, the cards were terrible this week. <laughs> That's the best I can do. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> That's pretty solid. Uh, I yeah. hear the uh, the Dr. Evil from uh, yeah. Austin Powers was sort of based on Lorne, or at least yeah. that's the rumor. It's kind of funny. So you've mentioned you've been there since 1990, which is a heck of a lot of comedy history. Do yeah. you have a cast or a group that sort of stands out as your favorite group of folks? Well, I guess maybe the you know they you know they they say when you're a fan of SNL, it's the first that first group that you started watching is your favorite. They you know that it tends to be. So I would have to probably say that first group when I started, uh, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler. Um, I still caught a little bit of the end of like I still had Phil Hartman and Dana Carvey and those guys, but it was the new it was the new group coming in: the Farley, Sandler, Spade, um, Rob Schneider, Tim Meadows, those guys. So I had a nice uh, you know overlap. So um, I, I I would say those were those were my favorite. I was young and it was it was just so much fun. Uh, I, that seems like a pretty hard group of guys or group of folks to not have a lot of fun with. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. So I only caught a piece of this story, so I'll give you an opportunity if you want to tell it. Did Will Forte almost get you in a fight? Is, is that <laughs> the case? Well, Charles Barkley was hosting SNL, and, and he um, likes to play practical jokes on people. Uh, they don't know it until, they, until he starts doing it. So he went up to the stage manager and said, I want to play a practical joke. I want to pretend I'm mad at Wally. Tell him I'm going to yell at him during this sketch and during rehearsal on Saturday. So Chris came up and told me, and I was like, great, I'm in. Let's do it. And no one else knew about it. So the sketch starts. We start rehearsing it. And Barkley breaks character, and he says, Wally, I can't see the freaking cards. You're moving them all over the place. 
Jesus, I can't, I can't say anything. And he's like, he's like, that's it. I'm out of here. And he, and he starts, and he leaves and he starts walking out the stage and the entire, everyone in the studio, the cast were like, their mouths were open. Like, Oh my God. And as he's walking off the stage, Will Forte goes, hit him, hit him. <laughs> and then Brockley gets off the stage, stops, turns around and and it comes back and everyone was in hysterics it was it was great everyone fell for it and i walked over to will forte i was like what are you doing you told him to hit me i mean he's gigantic i go you, you thought this was real you told him to hit me he was like, oh, i was trying to diffuse the situation with humor and i was like i don't know it didn't sound that way <laughs> will's a great, will forte is a great guy though i really like him so he was just kind of having fun with it you know he's absolutely hilarious i think everything he does you know he's He's certainly willing to do anything for a laugh. Like there's oh. nothing out of bounds for Forte. No, you know he's it, not, not to plug his new thing, but he's got the, the Mag- a MacGyver TV show coming on Peacock starting uh, next year, and it's going to be fantastic. The MacGruber, this or is it uh, MacGyver? MacGruber, MacGruber, yeah, MacGruber oh, nice. on Peacock is going to be premiering next year, and it's going to be. I've seen some of the scripts. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievably funny. Oh, I can't wait. You know, the movie, the first movie was just oh, insane. So great. Yeah. Did, well, uh, go, going from uh, favorite cast, was there a host that really stood out to you as somebody on SNL that just you could not get enough of as a host? Well, you know, I got to say um, Justin Timberlake is one of those guys that can just do anything and just and do it so well. And I first met him when he was dating Britney Spears. That was that like he was young. He was like 19 or 20, maybe. And um, he was a little punk. He was like a little like, you know, kind of making making fart jokes, you know, backstage and things like that. And he wasn't, you know, he was 19. He was young, you know. And then he came back like five or six years later and hosted. And I was like, oh, we're going to get this guy back. And he was unbelievable. He was so talented, could do anything that the, the writers asked of him. And it was like, you know, one of the best shows we had. So he, he was the kind of guy that kind of turned it around for me and then surprised me all in, all in one. And again, folks, if you're just sort of catching this somehow in the, in the middle, uh, I'm speaking to Cue Cards by Wally, Wally Ferriston, the SNL, the late night uh, Seth, with Seth Meyers Cue Card uh, supervisor. Are there any other shows you're, you're cue carding at the moment or just those? Yeah, I do. Well, I do Late Night with Seth Meyers. I do Saturday Night Live and I do the Amber Ruffin show, which is on the Peacock Network. And I'm, I also appear in sketches on that show as well they, they're nice enough to write me into stuff and then my company does um the tonight show with jimmy fallon i have four guys that work on that show as well oh very good and uh, you mentioned the amber ruffin show i've only watched a couple episodes but it's really just because i i funnel my late night tv at night i've got to get used to yeah you know zooming over and you know checking around because she is extremely talented and marvelously funny unbelievable she comes she comes from an improv background like seth myers did in <clears throat> she's just really smart and she does really edgy comedy and you know it, and there's a lot a lot of stuff that's race related which is great to get out there in the world and um yeah and she's she's gonna she just got picked up for a full season all the way until september i think and then i'm sure she's gonna get picked up for another season as well nice my thought the whole time watching her on seth was that she's gonna be on snl uh any day now and i was surprised that you know she almost sort of bypassed that step but yeah. uh it, she's yeah. she's excellent she's but, really- yeah and and so folks if you would like an actual cue card from wally cue cards by wally.com he will handwrite a cue card take a picture with a cue card autograph it with you like 
you can see the one right behind me. It literally became my favorite possession. It's uh, very inexpensive. If you're a late night fan, a Saturday Night Live fan, you got to check it out again. QCardsByWally.com or go to uh, QCardsByWally on Instagram and check it out. You absolutely will not regret that. Uh, Wally, is there a moment? And I, I've kind of made some of this uh, Saturday Night Live exclusive, but feel free if something comes to mind from one of your other shows. Is there a, a, like a best moment, worst moment uh, in, in, in what you've done? Is there something that stands out as, man, that was a great save, or is it something that you dropped the ball on? <laughs> um, in the early days when I was taking over the show, I mean, there's, the show is such a hard show to run. SNL is such a hard show to run. I think I was running it three years in and just learning how to do cue cards. So there was a learning curve going in for, for when I when I started running it. <clears throat> there was a time where little things happened, little things. And we, we have different sets of cards. And it may be a little hard to explain, but I was holding a set of cards in the, in the middle under a camera. And there, were, there was another set of cards over to my left, another set of cards over to my right. And I realized halfway through the sketch that I didn't have the last card of the sketch. Oh, no. and it was over it's the person that had it over there. And I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? I don't have the last card of the sketch. So I communicated somehow, and I don't remember how, to this person that I need the last card. I think I mouthed it probably. And as I was holding the second to last card, that person slid the card across the studio floor. Now, mind you, the actors are watching this happen. They're reading the card. And they see this card sliding across the floor. I grab it, and as I finish holding that card, I pick it up and hold it up, and it was perfect timing. No one noticed the difference, and, and everyone looked at me like, what just, what just happened there? It was one of those things where you have to think quick, and you try to save it, and we were lucky enough to save that moment. Wow, that, that's pretty amazing. And yeah. on the other hand, a, a situation that didn't turn out so well that you want to share or no? Um, yeah, you know, things things happen, you know, things things happen, you you know, no, we've never dropped a card, like no one's ever physically dropped a card and I never have, but you know, you, you two cards will stick together and you'll go to pull it and it won't, and they won't, it won't pull. So the, so the time is off. I did it. I think I did an update joke for Norm McDonald once and I was pulling the I, he had to set up, and I went to go pull the card for the punchline, and the card stuck, and it wouldn't move. So I ru completely ruined the joke. He couldn't say the punchline. I think he said it, but the timing was all off. And I looked at him, and I, and I mouthed to him, you know, sorry, you know, like that. And he, on camera, during the live show, goes, it's okay, Wally. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> that was Norm McDonald. He didn't care. He almost <laughs> He almost liked when things happen like that once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of funny. Like, like he was like, yeah, it's okay. Well, I don't worry about it. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds so familiar. I'm sure I've, I've seen that. Yeah. The... You've probably seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Now was he your favorite update host? Probably just because of his unpredictability. You know, I used to write jokes for update as well. When I first started, I wanted to be a writer. So that's why I kind of took the job initially. So I was right. So I would work um, from Friday 11 until like midnight doing cue cards. And then I would go up to the 17th floor with all the writers and we write update jokes from midnight to like four or five in the morning. And um, so I'd sit around and pitch. So I liked, so I liked Norm because he, he, he did my jokes a lot. Um, you know, if all you had to do is write an OJ Simpson joke and he would do it. <laughs> no. but, um, but yeah, he was, they would, he, they would, Jim Downey, I think was the producer on update at the time. And they would end newscasts. You know, you want to end a weekend update with like your funniest joke. Most people would anyway. Norm would end it with the, cringiest joke or that you know and he would he would more elicit uh oh or 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 just or nothing and he would love that they they love doing that so it was a lot of fun 
Nice. Yeah, Norm, uh, to me, was such a great update host that when he was fired and they brought in Colin Quinn, yeah. who in himself is also very funny, but I boycotted update and I would not watch Colin Quinn's update for several years, which is a dumb random story, but uh, yeah, I just, uh, well, I thought, okay. You know, people had your favorites. Yeah. And it wasn't really his fault. I mean, well, they said, don't do any more update. Uh, don't do any more OJ Simpson jokes. And he just kept on doing them. So, so, so no, okay. it is what it is. <laughs> so how long would you like to continue doing cue cards? That's a good question. Well, I'm 55. So, I don't know. I mean, as long as SNL is going to go on and do it in this, as long as my body holds up, I'll do it for another 10 years and then maybe become a consultant and let somebody else, like maybe one of my kids uh, run, run the company or somebody else do it. But um, <clears throat> my body's breaking down. I'm getting at, right after this interview, I'm going for physical therapy for my shoulder. Cause I have, uh, I get a cortisone shot uh, every year after SNL ends and I do physical therapy all summer long to get ready for next season. So yeah. I consider myself like a ball player, like a, like a, like an old time ball player. Yeah. <laughs> who's going to rehab their stuff all summer long, all winter long to get ready for the season. That's kind of what I do. Wow. Well, hopefully it's, you know, another 35 years. I, I hope know. so. I hope so. And, and it's amazing too. You've had a lot of screen time, which is really cool. And probably a lot of the staff can't say the same, right? That except some yeah. writers here and there, but. <clears throat> no, it's just, I'm kind of like on the front line. So they think about me and I have, I have writers that like to write for me and stuff. So yeah, I'm very lucky. <clears throat> to be on SNL and Amber and late I was Seth Myers and I was on 30 rock. Um, I played myself on 30 rock. Tina yeah. Fey was not enough to write me into that. So yeah, it's pretty, it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty nice. Right. So do you, do you get nervous when you know you're going to be on air like that? Or is it you know, only, it depends. It depends on what it is. I try not, to, <clears throat> I try not to. <clears throat> um, I just think of Chris Farley. Chris Farley was the, was was the was the bravest performer I'd ever seen on that show because he would do anything he would do he would and even when he wasn't on camera he'd come out in his underwear like during rehearsal and just walk walk around and you know just like that's the kind of guy he was so I channeled Chris Farley every time I was like okay what would Farley do during this Farley be nervous no Farley wouldn't be nervous just go out there and do it I had, I've had to do stuff with my shirt off like in in like you know pretend to be naked and stuff like that just do it just go for it it's TV it's fun I get paid for it it's a lot of fun. Do you go to the after party after SNL? I do. Yeah. yeah. Is there, and I'm sure that's mostly top secret, but do you have an after party story or anything that you can share? About no, it? I mean, the, the, the thing that stunk this year was there were no after parties because of COVID. So it was really, it was really awful. Um, do I have a favorite after party story? No, I was, I was telling my, I was telling my boys, they were asking me to tell them stories the other day. And from the early days, I walked out to go to a party one day. It was like three blocks away, and I was going to walk over. And Farley and Sandler and Tim Meadows were standing out there, and they were like, where are you going? I'm going, I'm going to the party. I'm going to walk over with me. And they were like, we're taking a limo. And I was like, it's three blocks away. Why are you, why are you taking a limo? They're like, come on. Come, we'll give you a ride. And I was like, it's only three blocks away. He's like, get in there. They're like, get in the car. So we get in the car, and they go and they go to the driver. Take the long way around, driver. And then, of course, there were some party things going on and then in the limo we went through central park for like 15 20 minutes and then we rolled up to the party i was like oh now i understand why you were taking the car over and we just had a we just we sat with each other all night we had a ball we had a great time it was a lot of fun would you ever consider writing a book i'm sure you could <clears throat> yeah i wanted to write a book a, a few times i've wanted to write a book about i was going to do like a year in a, a year in a snl life and i was going to do a chat each each show is going to be one chapter and, you know, you have to get permission from the show. And Lauren, 
you know, doesn't have to approve it, but you know, you want him to, ha- you want to have Lauren's blessing. Like I had Lauren's blessing with this company, which was, which, which, which was nice. Um, so I don't think, I, I, I think, I think I would, I will write a book, but probably as I get, I get closer to retiring, maybe in 10 years, I now have even more stories to, to tell. Um, I just, you don't want to, you don't want to, not want to say burn bridges, but I probably can't tell all the good stories <laughs> until true. I'm really kind of winding up my career. Would, would you like to do, you mentioned you, you've done uh, some writing. I know you've done uh, Celebrity Deathmatch, which I think was an MTV show. Yep. Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which was hilarious. Obviously, yep. you've written uh, several update uh, jokes. Would yep. you like to sort of see that side of it anymore? I'm sure you're probably almost too busy, but. Yeah, no, you know, I have that, still have that writing. I went to Syracuse University, I majored in writing. So that was always the dream to write, you know, and then kind of the cue card thing got, I got really good at it. And, and I, my, my life went a different path, which I don't regret in any, in any way, because I think I've had more experiences uh, that I cherish in that, uh, that as a cue card guy than I could have as a writer, but I'm actually writing a movie with a friend of mine right now. So I'm still dabbling. I'm dabbling in it um, uh, here and there, but, um, but yeah, so it's still, the bug is still there. So you might, you might see something from me. You might see a movie coming out for me in a year or two. We'll see. Well, nice. If we can, you know, if we can add 500 people in your Kentucky box office, uh, be sure it comes out. No. I'll let you know if it ever get if it's if it's getting close to being made or something. I'll let you know. We'll come back. I'll come back and say hi. Awesome. Well, you've been extremely generous with your time today, Wally. That's Wally Ferriston, the head uh, SNL cue card person, among many other late night TV shows. Be a part of what he's doing if you'd like your own autographed Wally Ferriston cue card, like I've got behind me. All you got to do is check Wally out at cuecardsbywally.com. and uh, you can check him out cuecardsbywally at gmail.com and on Instagram. Wally, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week. Trisden here with the Extreme Common Sense podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet, they have so much cool stuff, you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond. Hello. According to our research, you like podcasts. Well, if you have a passion, mission, or story, you should have your own podcast. And I have a resource you might be interested in. Go to frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. You'll see how Front Porch Studios can help you enter the world of podcasting. Again, that's frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. Thank you for your time. Goodbye.